You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Well, hello there, you, and welcome back to this episode. My guest today is Anna Malika, and I want to take this opportunity to introduce you to her real quick. First of all, she's born in Portugal, which absolutely beautiful, beautiful country. I cannot wait to go back and spend more time there, <laughs> more time there. Um, she almost had to repeat fourth grade because of her bad spelling, um, but despite being diagnosed with uh, dyslexia, Anna earned two master's degrees, not just one, not just a bachelor, but two master's degrees <laughs> and a PhD in psychology. She taught at universities in Portugal and Spain and started several entrepreneurial um, initiatives. Now, living in the U.S. in hot Arizona, um, <laughs> Anna is, is the Mindset Zone podcast host. So we'll make sure that we put that link in the notes here, the Mindset Zone podcast host, listed alongside um, alongside On Being by the Huffington Post, as by Huffington Post is one of the 15 podcasts that you will leave that you will that will leave you pondering life's big questions. I wonder if we're going to leave this pondering life's big questions. Um, she combines her expertise in psychology more, with more than two decades of work in human potential and her trademark uh, loving opt optimism to teach her audiences how to amplify their impact while avoiding burnout, which you know I love the word impact, right? I have a book right behind me. Um, I love that word impact. Yeah. Uh, so please give Anna a warm welcome. So welcome to the show, Anna. So happy to have you here. And it's truly my pleasure to be here with you. You, I met you, seeing you on stage. You really are so inspirational. Speaking about impact, you know how to rock the stage and to create an impact for people that listen to your message. So it's my honor to be here with you today. Well, thank you. Well, it's my honor too. And I was so funny when we were talking to the green room here, for whatever reason, your information came in that we met through a podcast service. And I was like, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We met somewhere else. I know we did. And so we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, I'm thinking secret knock. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so tell us a little bit about your transformation, you know, with dyslexia. And then, you know, you had, you obviously had to have a mindset shift yourself. Is that when all of this started? Or did you were, is it, was it just kind of wonky through the years as you were trying to figure it out? And then one day you had an aha moment that said, ah, this is what my mission needs to be in life. I think there is always like a seed that is there, but we only connect the dots afterwards. Right. right. Um, so the, the the struggle with the, when we are growing up and if we have any challenge for me was a lot around the dyslexia. Um, obviously, really allow us to be creative 
and find a ways around the situation. And for me, I developed the, uh, I, I think all kids are born with an innate love of learning. And I was lucky enough that that was always there and school system didn't manage to kill it. <laughs> so I always have that learn from learning. So even with the, all the challenges uh, with spelling, with all of that, I was curious and I was asking, how can I do this in a different way? So that gave me a natural training in resilience that was very helpful even today in my life. And then is when I decide to, I study psychology, then I work as a psychotherapist, and then as a life coach, then as a business coach. Now it's a more holistic, I do wellness, helping really. I bring everything together in the human potential because I believe that all of us can make a positive impact out there. And we have to learn to do it in a way that we are energized, we are in the full engagement, and we are preventing burnout in ourselves and in the people around us. So that is something that I'm articulating in a much clearer way nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I, I think also the uniqueness that any one person brings to how they're going to make that impact in the world can also perhaps prevent burnout. And I'm not the expert, but, you know, one of the things that I've learned is, you know, for so long, everyone had, and I still say it today, the glorification of busyness, right? I'm more busy than you. You're more busy than me. You know, you're all over the place. Like a badge of honor. Right, right. It's it's like, oh, I'm the most busy. And she gets the award for the most busy. And, you know, it, that's not an intent. You know, I definitely know it isn't with me. I hear people say that to me all the time. And I go, no, you have you don't know me. <laughs> that's all I have to say. You don't know me if you think I'm like overly busy because I don't live like that. But um, or and right. And I think that when we try to serve and please everybody else and be like everybody else. I think that leads to burnout as well as if we can't be authentically ourselves. I think our energy is important. I think all that, but just trying not to, you know, prove to everybody or live everyone else's idea of what perfect life is, I think is, is one thing, you know, for me and, and some of that's gratitude, you know, like being grateful for what you have. Instead, instead of always chasing and having those binoculars on of looking, you know, I need something else. I need something else, you know, to help me in my life. So I, I love that you're talking um, about this. And, you know, specifically right now as we're recording this, you know, we're um, it's August of 2023, you know, that the presidential election is about ready to get started in full roar, you know, over the next year, we're all going to be sick of advertisements and stuff. Um, but this, you know, this is starting to happen. We have a lot of issues, a lot of issues that are on the table. But one of them specifically for me is, you know, what's happening in the marketplace because I am a business owner, right? So I'm looking at rates. I'm looking at um, inflation. I'm looking at um, is there going to be a recession or not a recession? You know, high debt use in, in the country. Uh, you know, it's just this is a lot of stuff that can burn people out already because now they're trying to think, you know, how am I going to survive this? So, so tell us a little bit about what you're speaking about right now in the mindset zone of, you know, just dealing with the external that you can't control and how do you bring that into what you can control to reduce 
the stress because burnout is stress too. This external is creating a lot of stress for people and that accelerates burnout. Yeah. And you, you touch so many important points here, really a lot, because I think the change is change is constant. It's always happened, but without any doubt that in our world, there is an acceleration of the change. Mm-hmm. That is it's a crazy, even when the COVID hit, that was like pressing the pause button in a big way, but was a different kind of change. And now we came out of it. And since that is even now with artificial intelligence, it's even more accelerated, mainly, I think, in the business world, that for one side contributes to the culture of the business that you were uh, speaking about. Mm-hmm. We have to do, we have to learn, we have to do, is that doing, doing, doing without the perspective. And yeah. we can get in that rat racing, that the juggling things that we feel we cannot stop for a moment because the, the balls will drop and then the world will be end. <laughs> and is uh, 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 an illusion of control. I think that, yes, there are absolutely things that we can control and there are things that we cannot control. And we have to develop the wisdom to differentiate one from the others. Mm-hmm. And that is the tricky thing. But in a short, uh, um, if you want a shortcut, the things that you can control, Zalia, are in between your two years. Yes. <laughs> you cannot control what happened of life circumstances. And sometimes life throws us lemons. Even sometimes it's not a lemon, it's a watermelon and a big, right. big ones. But we have to learn what happens in between our two years. Our mindset is one of the things that we can control. The way that we see the circumstances is something that we absolutely can learn, but it's a process. But once we learn to control, is that self-leadership, not reacting to what is happening around us, to all the changes, to all the challenges, but pause for a moment and amplify that space between the stimulus and our response to make a choice, then it's when magic can happen. And you're speaking about the busyness. People are so busy that they don't have time to decide what are the priorities. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, and I, I totally agree. I mean, there's there's scripture that talks about be still and know that I am. And, and that is something that's really important to me is just taking, you know, again, this is gratitude, right? Taking that step back every day and saying, okay, be still, take a deep breath, know that I am God, right? That, that I'm God and I'm here to serve, you know, that I've, I've got it. I've got you. Don't worry. I've got you. But if you're going to not look at me, if you're not going to pay attention to me, then you're going to continue on this crazy path. And so I love sitting back and just taking that deep breath and saying, okay, let me be still, let me be grateful for everything that did happen today. Instead of being, um, <laughs> concerned, I guess is the word I, there's probably another great word for this too, but rather than, you know, placating to everything that didn't go right today, and that creates more burnout and that creates more busyness and it didn't go right because I didn't do it right. So now I'm going to shift it five different ways and I'm going to reinvent it and revise it. And notice I'm saying all this very quickly to get people really anxious because that's exactly what people do, right? Rather than just breathing it back and saying, yeah, I am grateful for all these things. I don't have to compete with the neighbor next door. I don't have to compete with the news. I can, you know, it's all about myself, you know? Um, so I wanted to, I want to ask you a couple of other questions about this because um, 
you know, God, my, my husband is a news junkie. I'm not going to say what news, just he's a news junkie, likes the news. And I just feel like it makes him circle the drain all day long. I just, I, why, why I want to hear, I want to see the little headlines. Okay. Yep. Mm, yep. Got it. All right. On I go. Um, talk about how, how, and then I'll go back to some burnout here in a second, but talk about how yes. emotional intelligence plays in what you do in mindset work, because really what you are talking about is between your ears, right? Is how you respond. I, I love that you said respond. It's, it's not, you know, react it's respond mm -hmm. that there's a gap in between there. react is quick and respond is hold on. I'm going to wait a minute. That's emotional intelligence, but how does that play in um, what people are, are doing today? How can we increase our emotional intelligence by gaining that perspective by stepping back just a little bit, instead of letting all this external stuff affect us just constantly every single day. So the image that is coming to my mind is of a wheel, and that is the spoke of the wheel. Yeah. And this is an image that is using in the East a lot and in yoga, that the wheel can be spinning at a huge speed, but if you are in the spoke of the wheel, you are steady. Mm, yes. We have to stop when we are, what you are describing of the news, you decide to be in the, in the middle, in the steady place, in the ground place. And yes, that doesn't stop the craziness that is happening around us. Right. That is also, but we can see from that place of emotional intelligence, of groundness, yeah. that allow us to have perspectives. Once in a while, we have to go a little bit on the wheel, but we have, we have to have a place that we can return. And seems that in your case, the gratitude, your faith is a way that you go back to that steady place that allows you to have perspective. And I think all of us, if we develop that moments of checking in, that we come to the center of the wheel and we see the things with more perspective, then we can decide in a more strategical way what are the things, the the, the more leverage activities that we can make that create a bigger impact out there. Yeah, I, I love I love that analysis because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I tip my toe out there, am I going to get, you know, like <laughs> just my and toe? We have to have like a safe word to come back to because it's... <laughs> yeah. But think, think about we sometimes we, in terms of high performance, we always go and speak about sports. And I think it's a great metaphor because if we think high-level sports from the Olympics to the professional athletes in the football field, like, but th think about uh, the Olympics, the difference between a gold medal uh, um, or no medal or the silver or the bronze or even no medal is a millisecond. Yeah. It's a fraction of a second. Yeah. So the performance really counts at that level. And those people that to know that to be in their higher performance in the right time, they have to have recovering periods. They have to have a balance between eye activity, eye training, and recovering. Yes. And in, in our business world, we some we it seems that we don't need recovering. We just need to be on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go. 
No, we don't. We need to recover too, and we need to find ways to go to that grounded place that help us to have perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I, it reminds me of a quote I used to say all the time is, you know, stop speeding up to slow down, slow down to speed up because that's, yeah, it's, it's that same thing. We're just speeding up, speeding up. And then, and then everything that we did was haphazard all the way. And it slows us down because we have to go back and fix and go back in this and go back in that. And so it's so much easier if you can just slow down, get perspective, and then take the steps and then watch yourself excel. And that really is emotional intelligence too. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Well, you were talking about that millisecond, that's at 212 degrees. So, you know, if you're watching or listening to this, go go look up on YouTube 212 degrees and watch the video because it's it's really, really incredible. It's about, you know, water bo- is really hot at 211 degrees, but it boils at 212. And it's that one degree of difference that makes all the difference for success and you know, everything that, that happens in your life. I, I love that. Okay. So let's talk about managing results. Um, managing results for me, uh, you know, when I think of people that are just overly busy in the doing and the doing and the doing and the doing, they don't feel that they're getting, they're not enjoying the journey. They're trying to get to the destination. We know all those words, you know, they're not enjoying that journey. But but right now, there's a lot of people that I talk to that are doing the work, but not getting the results. And they feel like what they need to do is more work. And you've heard me say that Les Brown says, you know, if you'll do what's easy, life will be hard. If you do what's hard, life will be easy. What we need to understand is it's not working hard, but working smart, right? Or doing the hard work, right? Taking, slowing down so you can speed up. How How do we... What is a trigger? There's a trigger for busyness. I get that. But but what's a trigger for, you know, when do I, I say this all the time. I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with this question. Um, I always say to my clients, my coaching students, be ready for when the when happens, right? There might be a lull in the market. That's what we're experiencing, you know, in today's marketplace. Yeah. There might be a lull in the market or you might not be getting the results that you want right now, but it doesn't mean stop doing what you're doing. However, when do you know when to stop doing what you're doing because it's not getting results? And sometimes there's to be a crisis. Sometimes there's to be a wake-up call. That is not the only way and we can wake up with wake-up calls of other people, but I can't understand where people are. I you were speaking about the dizziness. I was born and raised in that culture and the thing about working hard, hard to deserve success. I was, I like to compare myself like until a certain stage in my life, I was like the energizer bunny, you know, the yeah. little pink bunny yeah. mm-hmm. with the little drum of the, of the battery commercials that he goes strong. It will outlast everybody else. I was like that. I was proud of, I will keep going, 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 going. But sometimes I was keep going, going, going to a place that I didn't want to be. Right. That was the problem. Yeah. And and I, for me, my wake up call, my breakthrough moment that you were asking me in the beginning is really when I had cancer in 2015 and 16. That was like, how do you say that? Is a situation or when people, uh, other people is a burnout situation or some kind of crisis. That was the least when we stop on our tracks because life makes us. And the thing there is what can we learn 
from those situations and what can we do different. And sometimes take us a, a couple of times to go over the circle, right. to learn the lessons learn. we have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, just how we are. But then once we learn is what you are saying is not the thing is, how can we work smart? It's good to have a good work ethic. Absolutely. It's good to have the capacity that we can uh, push when it's need to, but not always being the push, not always being grinding. Also have the time to recover, how yeah. to prioritize, how to strategize, because are all those things that when a crisis happen, allow us to see the when we are in a crisis and there's stress, we literally, literally are like in a funnel vision. We see what is in front of us. And yes, we are trying to survive that. And sometimes that is important, but we are losing all the opportunities that we have that are somewhere around. And that is the thing, even speaking about the sports again think about a football player the quarterback when they are to do the the, the, the big play of the game they cannot they, they have to be focused on where they are going to throw the ball but they are having to see the big field too they have to read the field and it's develop that capacity of being strategical and focused and be able to be the two things at the same time that can make a huge difference in the results that we get. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that that's really important too, because, you know, right now there's a lot of, um, you know, like, why should I bother? Why should I bother? I'm not getting results. I'm not even going to bother doing anything. And I think there's so much loss that will come up later, right? At, at some later time, because you weren't prepared for when the when happened. And, yes. and it's just having the tenacity and the resilience to continue to go through that process, right? Even though you're not getting the results today, but making sure that you're stepping back and saying, okay, I have my focus, but then I also have my other strategies to help me through this. That is, that is what you're saying, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, to get you out of burnout in a situation where you're not getting the results. Yeah, and that is a, a symptom of burnout. That why do I bother? Is people start so when usually burnout we see it with three dimensions. There is the exhaustion that usually is what people think about burnout. I feel physically, Hours. emotionally drained, exhausted. Right. I cannot. There is nothing left. Is the, I'm right. totally burned. But there is also another dimension that we see in the cases of I burnout that people become detached for the things that used to bring them joy from meaning, from purpose. And why bother? If you are, when you are detached, when you are so burned out that you don't care, you become cynical and why bother? But that you are just like going deeper and deeper in that burnout. So it's the time to reconnect with the things that bring meaning in our life to the things that uh, will keep us going even when things are tough and we don't see the results because then we change from that burnout dynamic to a more a dynamic of engagement yeah. and connection with our goals, with our purpose that give us the energy to see things finally happening in front of us and see that we have some control uh, over our emotional intelligence, like you were referring, and over the, the things that are going on in our head that allow us to see more opportunities and to overcome the challenges. 
Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I was going to say opportunity, so I'm glad you came to it. So let me rephrase that because you, I know there's different dimensions of burnout. So number one is exhaustion, just physically tired, physically, emotionally tired. Two is detachment, right? Where you're detaching and saying, why bother? I give up. I'm done. Stick a fork in it. <laughs> I'm absolutely done. And that's where you start becoming cynical and the naysayer and the negative attitude. And, you know, nobody wants to be around you, all that kind of stuff. And actually, you're pushing opportunities away from you when you're doing that, the negative you know, that negativity. And the third is to reconnect, is to just step back and say, okay, what do I really love doing? Let me have that opportunity to that, uh, see that the, is the big vision. That is the way out of burnout. The third dimension is a feeling of lack of personal efficacy. What I do doesn't matter. There is no results. So that is another symptom of the eye burnout is that people, is, is the cynicism and the, the lack of personal efficiency. What I do doesn't make any difference. Uh, the way out is what you are describing. When yeah. we reconnect with our purpose, yeah. when we start, to uh, take pauses, to recover, to re-energize, to rest, to sleep better, allow us to go. Because we, the best way, in my opinion, of seeing burnout is like a continuum. In one end, in one extreme, yes, you have the stream burnout. In the other extreme, you have full engagement. We yeah. want to be in the full engagement, more time, and uh, because that is where we can make the bigger impact. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so, you know, uh, and so we've talked about the real causes of burnout, you know, and how to prevent it and, and um, the overwork that gets done. You know, a friend of mine, she said, you, we sacrifice our health to gain wealth. And then we sacrifice yeah. our wealth to maintain our health later on. And this is part of the health. You know, I think that a lot of people think health is physical, but it's actually psychological and emotional as well. And it, impacts the physical. It's usually the symptom of the physical is because of the emotional, right? There's a lot of that that ties into each other. So as we finish our time together, what else would you like to share with those that are listening about uh, burnout, busyness, recovery, any of those, those aspects that you'd like to share to help them get started? And I just want to go back to your image, image just for a moment. Yeah. So to to, we sacrifice our health to get, get more healthy, and then we sacrifice our health and uh, what we the resources that we gather to maintain our health. That from an outside perspective, that are these people crazy? That is our life, and it's the pressure of society. Yeah. And that is one of the things that we have to recognize in burnout. Why are we always falling in these cycles of burnout? A lot of the society things are. Uh, making that happen so but we don't need to just uh, go over this and this without learning we can learn and one of the things that we can learn is regaining the control of what we can control by pressing the pause yeah. by finding gratitude uh, practice that journaling whatever the meditation whatever to allow you to press the pause button to see that space between the stimulus and the response that you want to create out there. So how does someone press that pause button? I mean, what are, what are some of the things that you think, you know, 
And look, when, when you're trying to solve a problem, and we all know this, when you're trying to solve a problem, you get so knee deep in it that you can't see other possibilities and it's good to walk away. We know this from writing an essay. We know this from reading or studying, you know, to walk away and come back and then get new perspective. It's the trigger of knowing that you're in it. Yeah. You know, most people so don't, I, I, don't know they're in it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, I develop what, when I speak about this, what I call the PI method, three letters, P-E-I, okay. P-I-E, sorry, P-I-E. Yes. So it's easier to remember. P is for pause. We have to develop that capacity of pressing the pause button. Yeah. And at the beginning, we are not going to be able in that millisecond to press pause. But if we start to schedule pauses within our day, we start to develop the muscle and the mental fitness to when is that millisecond we press the pause button and we can see the space. So by sleeping well, by having a meditation practice, a journaling, anything that helps you to go to that center, that is like you are going to the mental gym to get fit mentally. The second one is the I for increasing your self-awareness. That is where we learn that sometimes it's better just go for a walk and then come back and the solution will arrive. And finally, the E of the pie is for embracing the experimentation mindset because in an experiment, there is no failures, just new information to learn from. So if we bring these three things to our lives, we are in a much better place to take advantage of all personal development stuff that exists out there. I love that. I love that. And I love that you're saying schedule pauses, you know, just to say, you know, I like it mental gym. I love that. I hope you're using that everywhere. I go, I'm going to the mental gym instead of I'm going to the gym to work out, you know, physically, I'm going to go to the mental gym and we have gym on our calendar, right? I, for me, I have dancing because I don't go to the gym, but we have dancing, right? So I have dancing. So why not have mental gym on our on our um, calendars as well, until we can learn that we, and really get into the endorphins that happen with that is that now I need it. Now I want it more often and I can do it much easier and I become an expert at it. You know, I think that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that big gift of pie. I love that. So pause, increasing mental awareness and embracing the exper experimentation mindset or experimental mindset. I love that. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much. So one of the last questions that I do ask a lot of people, I, I do a lot of different things. You know, I go, okay, what book are you reading? What's a quote? I can do all that, but I'm going to ask you something a little different. If we were to come and visit you and spend a weekend with you, tell us what we do. On a weekend, I, I try to slow down on my weekends. When, uh, so I really, doesn't mean that I don't work on my weekends, but it's not a priority. On my weekends, the priority is other things, is reading. I love reading, so I read a lot on the weekends. We try to program things that are more nature-related or going to see a play uh, or going to a Broadway show, even here in Phoenix in the Gamage, they, they bring Broadway shows and I have the season tickets for that oh wow so is the the main thing is for me the weekends is the recovering and yeah. the priority is doing activities that energizes me yeah 
I love it. And, and, you know, and a lot of people, they go a hundred miles an hour and then the weekend is a thousand miles an hour and there's yep. never any recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you do that. Thank you so much. Well, that sounds exciting. And I've, you know, I've been to Phoenix so many times. I love Phoenix and I love all the, I, amazingly, I love the nature, even though I live in Virginia and we, we are just green. Like we're green, 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 lushy, 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 green, but it's still beautiful out there. There's something different about the beauty. You know, God, God made it for everybody. You know, he just, he has it for all of us. So um, I appreciate that. Well, Anna, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm so glad to get to know you better. I can't wait to see, I hope I see you at Secret Knock in March, maybe at Prosperity yes. Camp in January. We'll see, but I, you know, I'm really, really excited. So um, thank you again so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And what is the best way for people to reach out to you? And my website, annamalikian.com. So A-N-A-M-E-L-I-K-I-A-N.com. And I'm sure you will put that in the I show I will put notes that in too. the show notes. Everyone will have that. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.